Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 194. John and Wendy, welcome back. Julie Turney. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you tonight, John? Wendy, I'm well. We are in the month of November and excited that this episode is once again being sponsored by our good friends over at Namely. Yay! So happy to be working with them again. We appreciate everything Namely's doing. And yes. Wendy, it was funny. You know, obviously we haven't been to any conferences together right. in quite a while. Right. I hadn't been to anything in a long, long time. Right. However, I kind of had like a mini <laughs> conference last weekend, or I thought it was exciting. I got to see several folks yep. and we just wanted to talk about John's misadventures. No busted lo- luggage, oh, no, no issues man. like that. Nobody saw my underwear. But uh, but had a had a great time. Had got to have breakfast with Christy Engler nice. uh, last week and, nice. and visit with her. Wendy, it's amazing. She has spoken at thirteen events this year. Just so excited 13? for her and everything. She's wow. thirteen. So super wow. excited for everything she's got going on. And then Friday, as I've I think I've talked about on the show before, I'm incredibly fortunate that I have been adopted by the HR yes. community in Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> And so had a chance to have lunch with Steve Brown, conference pal for life, Nicole Roberts and uh, Julie Doyle Stevens. So absolutely uh, just great to catch up. And we talked about everything and anything, not much about work, which was really, really nice. Yeah. (laughs) But it was great, great to see them and and spend some time and talk, uh, talk all about a lot of stuff and just talk about the fact we had not seen each other in at least two years. Yeah, we think. Uh, that's probably right. Yeah, probably June 2019. Probably because I think our last event together was the name was a rather uh, career arc. Career arc. Yep. And I that think was, that, that's that's the last thing we did. That was October. So, anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to believe. Wow. But yeah. uh, it was, again, great fun to catch up. Mm-hmm. Always good to see friends. And we would throw it out there if we are on the road, if it doesn't have to be a conference right. to get together. We always love to see people and break bread and have fun and yeah, just you know, or if you're in our areas, yeah. let us let us know that too. I'll, uh, I think, believe it or not, people do make it every once in a while. Yeah, John Friend and I were texting about that over the weekend. Uh, we were texting about a, a football game, and you know, we've, there's a bunch of us on I-29, so I'm going to put it out there. Uh, if you're on the I-29 corridor, let's uh, let's connect. Let's fight, find time and and get together. So there's a bunch of us. <laughs> I think you should lift lift from the state line crew and come up with the Dakota gang or yeah. something, Mindac or something. Because I think we could get some Minnesota folks in too. Even I know better. Kate would Even show better. I know our guest would have a difficult time getting to us. She would. We're so excited to have, have her back. I don't know what kind of introduction you want to make, Wendy, but let, let's let's do it and get started. <laughs> well, I am I'm so, so excited to welcome uh, Julie Turney back to the show. It has been so much fun to watch what she has done and where she has gone in this past year. So I'm going to leave it at that and say, Julie, welcome to the show but we have to know what's in your glass. Hi, John. Hi, Wendy. Um, tonight is a little simple. I, I have Coke. But <laughs> this is our local fast food joint. It's called Chefette. Chefette. So, um, Chefette, yes. 
the chef with the fat. I love it. <laughs> what are they known for, Julie? Like, what's the the specialty of the house? They they have they do some of everything, but um, for me, I love their rotis, which is like Ooh. dough and um, different meats and potatoes mm. and vegetables and different things like that all mixed together is so yummy but they do chicken and chips and all that kind of stuff as well but i'm not a fan of the chicken or chips and that kind of stuff i just <laughs> i love their rotis <laughs> i love their rotis awesome. my children beg to differ they love the chicken <laughs> i think that's true of every child chicken fingers chicken nuggets yes. chicken whatever some yep. kind of chicken chicken whatever yeah. yeah well they they have a special every once in a well they have specials all the time so their special for this month is chicken strips with a garlic sauce. The garlic sauce is amazing. Mm. So <laughs> we had the chicken strips and it comes with a drink. So I'm drinking the Coke. I hope to make it down there sometime and have roti with you because that would be, that would be delightful. <laughs> I would like that very much. It's really hard to believe you last appeared on the show on episode 130, which was August of 2020. Wow. What have you been up to since then? Oh, has it been that long? Wow. It has. <laughs> That's what we say all the time. <laughs> it's hard to believe that so much time has gone. Oh, so much has happened. Well, like, what? This is a catch up. So like, what, what should I catch you up on? So you guys are in almost at episode 200 in your podcast. Um, I'm just passing. I'm, I'm approaching episode 80. In HR Sound Off. Awesome. Love it. Um, so that's been really good. Very enjoyable. Uh, I released my first book, Confessions of an HR Pro, Stories of Defeat and Triumph, is out. And I also released a journal and a workbook to go with that book. And lots of speaking engagements, lots of interesting conversations with amazing people. I released my LinkedIn live show. So yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy year. This <laughs> is to say the least. We're still in COVID, so still pretty much um, not on lockdown, but we're still on curfew here in Barbados. That's right, Barbados. So come on down. We're <laughs> <we're> open. <laughs> Julie, when we've had other guests from outside the states on, and there's been some conversation about the availability of vaccines and, and just how it's been a challenge for many. Is that the case for you and, and being there or what's, what's that been like? No. So we haven't had any issues with availability of vaccines. Um, our prime minister has done a really good job of making sure that every person has the option if they decide to get vaccinated, that vaccines would be available um, I, w I was a little on the back foot with this. So not because I was being naughty or anything, but just because I, I was waiting for us to get Pfizer. Um, cause I was like, okay, if I got to take this thing, I want the, I want the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I was waiting patiently for Pfizer. Um, so we got Pfizer. So now I, I am fully vaccinated and, and I'm ready to get out of here because, I have some serious cabin fever right now. I, I can well imagine, um, especially being on an island, I would think it gets a little bit a little bit harder because you can't just drive. <laughs> no. 
you you can uh, we're only 366 square miles so oh. we're going nowhere yeah yeah <laughs> literally going nowhere Julie, we talked a little bit, um, you know, you, you've celebrated um, your first year as an entrepreneur. What have you learned about your clients and yourself that has surprised you the most? Um, I would say first and foremost, I've learned that I've learned that I was right. <laughs> I love it. I was right. I was right when I said that HR professionals need support. Because going into this thing, I think when we talked last time, I had a friend who asked me, okay, so you're going to be a coach. Like, what makes you so special versus all the other coaches that exist? And I was like, I support HR professionals. And he, he was like, well, there are other coaches that support HR professionals. I'm like, but I've got HR experience. Like, I've had years and years of HR experience. I, I literally know what my clients are going through. And through my journey of healing and learning, I have developed this kit of tools that people can use to effectively navigate their HR careers. Every coach can't say that. And he was like, okay, that sounds more reasonable. Go for it. And I did. <laughs> and so I learned that I was right. But I also learned, I also learned that it's worse than I thought. I know what my lived experience is as an HR professional, and I know what the experiences of like some of my friends and colleagues is as HR professionals. But when I start to engage, whether people just call me for like a, or schedule just like a discovery call, or people engage my services, when you start to get to the nitty gritty of what is really paining HR professionals, it's worse than we think. There are some stories out there that have sent me back to therapy. That's how bad it is. For me personally, I have learned that when it comes to having a dream and no matter what you're afraid of, pursue it anyway. If your mind tells you, you can make this work, pursue it anyway. I have failed so many times along the way and I've, I've just learned, get back up, let's do this again. Now we know we're not gonna do it that way, let's try another way. I've embraced failure, I've embraced trials, tribulations, and just knowing that what I'm doing is really benefiting the HR community, and I'm going to keep at it. This is my jam for as long as I live now. I'm tied to this thing. Julie, some of the issues that you're working and coaching people on, are these exacerbated or did they come up because of COVID? Is this just long-term and it's, mm -hmm. and I guess, maybe the people... Are seeing things differently because of what's going on or what do you what's your sense there of that i think a lot of times based on what i've experienced so far these are situations that have been long outstanding what i'm seeing and what i'm hearing is a lot of disconnect a lot of distrust a lot of disrespect a lot of abuse it pains me that as an HR profession, these are things that we are we are dealing with. It almost reminds me of like a marriage gone wrong. You know, like you're in a marriage and you're being emotionally abused and you're like, okay, but I've invested all of these years in this marriage. I got to find a way to make it work. And a lot of times when I'm talking with clients, I'm, I get, I'm hearing the same thing. Like first, they don't want to admit that it's abuse, emotional abuse 
things that leaders say to them, things that employees say to them that just should not be said. You know, just being treated away as though like what you bring to the table has no value, what you say has no value, that you are not worthy. Being able to help people heal through that is very freeing for me when I see the things that people are doing and coming out on the other side of. If COVID has done anything for a lot of these HR professionals, it's given them the freedom to say, I need help. I want to get that support. And this is the person that I'm turning to to get that support. And then the other thing is when they realize I do deserve better and they start to look for better and they get better, then that for me is like the best thing that could possibly happen. If the relationship in the organization turns around, and they get that respect because they've built their business acumen, they've built their compliance acumen and all those different things along the way to be able to get the respect that they deserve. But the fact that you were feeling so defeated in that space, like why would you want to stay there to make that better? So now seeing people come out on the other side of that and go, okay, I do deserve better. Let me do better, get better. And then able to achieve a job like that they really want. But then here's the other problem. Now they get the job of their dreams and then they're like, this is too good to be true. I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> like, Julie, I don't know what this is. This doesn't look right to me. And I get a lot of that as well because you've suffered at the hands of tyranny for so long. Um, so when you get good, you don't know what that looks like. But yeah, it's, it's not these are things that we've been dealing with for year, for so long as a profession. And it's just come to the fore because you've had a chance to sit down and recognize it for what it is and now figure out what am I going to do about it? Because I don't want to be this way anymore. It's hard to believe we are in November. We are running mm -hmm. headlong to 2022. As you're working with people to help them work through these big issues as individual practitioners and, and as people, we're going to have a lot of big issues. What do you think is going to be the biggest challenge in the next many months as we go into 22 and, and beyond? What do you think is going to be the big, the big, big challenge for HR practitioners? I think some of the big challenges that HR professionals are going to have right now is how do they switch off from being in flight or flight, flight or fright mode? As things start to slow down and your adrenaline starts to wear down, like how do we get to a space where we actually feel settled? Because I think a lot of um, HR professionals are in this space of like, we don't know what's going to happen next. Like what's going to happen next? Like I think COVID has just been such a big shock for all of us that we're now in this stage of like, well, we need to be ready for whatever happens next. So everybody seems to be like in this big, panic mode and I think coming out of the I, I don't I don't like to say it but the great resignation which I just think is like the big migration that happens all the time but it's just that it happened a little bit bigger this time than normal but I think this is normal what's what's gonna happen after that you know and I think that this is some of the biggest challenges we're gonna face I think if we listen carefully to what a lot of the People in the tech space are saying, we need to be ready for something that's going to happen with technology. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I just think that 
if we're going to brace ourselves, we need to really be braced for how do we deal with if our technology fails? Now we've put all of these things in place. How do we deal? How do we still run on, run the organization effectively if we don't have all the technology at our hands like we do right now? I, I think that's probably right on the money. As this morning, I spent 20 minutes trying to get logged in. <laughs> <laughs> Just it, it happens, you know. Um, yes. It also happened yes. in the office. There were times when, you know, so it's not just because somebody's working remotely that those issues are going to happen, but it does yeah. add an element of um, difficulty to it when folks aren't all in the same spot. The other thing, too, I think is even though people have now decided they want to make certain lifestyle changes, what happens when people when the people who are bored with that lifestyle change decide they want to change it back. What happens when all the people who are on this hybrid kick decide, okay, hybrid isn't working for me no more. I want to go back to the office, but you've downsized your offices. Like, how do you make that work? Because I do feel that there are some people who genuinely have made a lifestyle change and it will be permanent for some people. But I also think that there are some people who are on the hype of hybrid and when they're tired of it and bored of it, then they're going to want to revert back. And are we going to be ready to take those people back if we keep downsizing? I, I think the next few years are going to be interesting with that to see what yeah. what kind of happens with that, especially as more baby boomers retire and the younger generations come up. And uh, it'll just be interesting. I'll just be a, reg- sure. I'll be a regular Gen X or I'll sit back and watch. <laughs> <laughs> We do that so well, don't we? <laughs> Just leave me out of the drama. Julie, you released Confessions of an HR Pro, Stories of Defeat and Triumph after our last episode together. So congratulations for writing a book and getting it out in the middle of a pandemic. It's not Thank a you. small feat. What did you learn in the writing process and what's next for you from a writing perspective? Ooh, what did I learn in the writing process that I can actually write? <laughs> Who knew? (laughs) I learned a lot about myself in the writing process. I think a lot of times when we write things, I never really made attachments to like the stuff that I wrote. So like even as I wrote a blog um, on LinkedIn, it was just like, this is information that I need to convey. But in the book, I'm telling my story. And I'm not just telling my story, but I'm telling the story of 10 other amazing HR professionals, including yourself, Wendy. And I thank you so much for trusting me with your story. Reading everyone's story, putting it in the right place, putting all of the prefaces to the chapters and all that kind of stuff. And just the way the book is structured, there were certain times when in reading it, writing it, I cried. In reading it, I cried. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it was really emotional for me. And then after publishing it and re- and getting some of the responses in the reviews, they also made me cry. I remember one Saturday morning, I for some reason, because I don't usually log on to LinkedIn. I try not to log on to LinkedIn on the weekends. And I remember one Saturday morning, this alert came up. And someone wrote me and said, I just read your book. She said, I've been in HR for 30 years. And this is the first time that I've actually felt like I could actually name some of the things that I've been feeling and going through because of your book. I feel like I'd lost 
my love for HR and you've now given me hope that there is hope that I could fall back in love with HR again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I cried after I read that too. Like the, reading some of the reviews that have been happening in the background like have been very teary moments for me. But it just goes to show that this book was needed. To answer your question, what is next? Well, apparently I'm supposed to write another one of these. <laughs> and so Confessions of an HR Pro Part 2, I am working on that as well. And then another project that I want to put together in tandem with that as well. I'm excited to try to make this thing into a documentary. Wow. That would be cool. That would be cool. I actually have the outline kind of put together. Now I just need to figure out how I'm going to film this thing, but I want to make it happen. (laughs) Julie, one of the things we've done since you were on last is we started crowdsourcing questions from, from guests. And in this case, Kyle Holiday asks, what's something you've learned from outside of HR that has been beneficial for you in your work in HR? This might not be the answer that, that he would expect, but there are a lot of times when HR professionals are asking, okay, I don't want to leave the organization that I'm working with and I don't want to start my own business per se, but I want to do something different. And for the last maybe three to four months, I've been exploring cryptocurrency and NFTs. Just to share with people, like there are options out there for you to make your money work for you. That makes sense. Other than saying, I want to create a side hustle. And so I've been exploring and trying to get a better understanding of how the crypto world works, how NFTs work, um, and sharing that with my some of my clients based on like, okay, if I want to make my exit out of HR, what does my retirement look like? Or, you know, what do I do next? Well, how do I make my money work for me now other than having it sitting in a pension fund that's not gaining me much interest? What else could I do? So I've been exploring other options for for HR professionals, house flipping, creating income properties and stuff like that. That's been interesting to learn outside of HR for sure. With that, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. This episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast is brought to you by Namely. We've all heard the news. The great resignation is affecting so many businesses and keeping employees engaged and connected is crucial to avoid high turnover and even higher cost. That's why we recommend Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that offers everything you need to hire, inspire, and retain your workforce so you can say goodbye to the great resignation and hello to the great re-engagement. Whether you have 50 or 1,000 employees, Namely helps you maintain a great experience for the entire employee lifecycle with onboarding, performance management, and intuitive benefits enrollment all in one connected platform. Plus, Namely can streamline your payroll, time tracking, and vacation requests and help make you everyone's favorite HR leader. Companies are built on people. Don't let either fail. Learn more about making the switch to Namely by visiting Namely.com today. Thanks again to Namely for sponsoring this episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. Now, back to the show. 
And we are back. Julie, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the Have Our Question Connection. But because you've been on before, you get a condensed version. It's going to be harder. (laughs) I don't know if it's harder, but it's a little bit different. So we're just giving you our new questions. And with that, I'm going to turn it back over to John. Julie, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year you think more people should know? I would say Brian Bashand. Absolutely amazing human being, so giving, so knowledgeable. And he owns a company called Evolution Evolution out of Toronto, Canada. Funny enough, he's a coach as well and former recruiter, but he formally, before all of that, he was a priest at the Vatican. Oh, wow. Interesting story. Greatest guy I've met this year so far. Wow. Julie, how do you maintain balance? I thought you said these questions weren't hard. (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily harder than the other ones. They're just different. I maintain balance through trying to be consistent. So uh, I've made a commitment to myself that I start my weekend on Fridays. And so I don't work on Fridays and I stay off. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, start my week back on Mondays. And I've tried to be really consistent with that. I think like that maintain any sort of balance, you have to be consistent. And so for me, that's been uh, one of the things that I've tried to do, like just be consistent at doing things, whether it's taking walks or mindfulness. <laughs> like I don't, I can't imagine what my life would be like without doing a little bit of mindfulness during the course of a day or reading um, I'm trying to start my day as early as possible because I know I get that question all the time. Like you do so many different things. Like how do you find all the time? I have the same 24 hours as everybody else. I just start my day earlier and finish it a little bit later, but I get stuff done. And in between there, I do take breaks. So all of my calls are not together. If I do have a bat to bat day, there are at least 30 minute breaks in between And during those 30-minute breaks, sometimes I watch Netflix. Sometimes I... (laughs) Sometimes I do, you know, stuff I wouldn't normally do. Like, I've been trying really hard to to do different things. And one of the things that I started doing is, there's a question that I ask my guests at the end of my podcast, which is, what are you reading, watching, listening to right now that other people should... You think other people would enjoy? And recently I had Adam Posner on the show and Adam introduced me to Below Deck Mediterranean. I'm a, I'm addicted now. <laughs> so stuff like that. I try to engage in the stuff that my guests talk about as well. And I'm so glad that a lot of them don't always have HR stuff. And I try to do the stuff that's not HR related from their recommendations. Love it. Julie, what's a hobby or a thing you really like to do that may surprise people? Other than taking guest suggestions and putting that into your schedule. I don't know. Should I say this? Like, <laughs> one of the hobbies that I have right now that I'm really enjoying is I'm trying to get back into playing music. So I've been experimenting a bit with like different soundboards and stuff like that. And it's been quite fun getting back into that every once in a while. So yeah, I feel like I'm a DJ in another life. <laughs> <laughs> trying to bring it up. <laughs> Ah, awesome. Mixing things up. Why would you be afraid to share that? 
I don't know. Like, you know. I didn't know where you were going to go. So. <laughs> and we've had some wild things lately. Yeah, well, and so, when you, you said know. soundboard, I don't, I don't know if you ever watched Friends, but, you know, Ross played the keyboard and he yes. did those silly. That's what I was thinking. Is that yeah. what you're doing? No, no. Do you know what? I would love to. When I was younger, I used to play the cello. Oh. And I would love to do that again. I love classical music. Um, and I would love to get into playing a string instrument again. Look out. That or the bass guitar. I have a new love for the bass oh, guitar. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anything like that. String instruments are my thing. Very cool. Well, finally, Julie, as you know, we are crowdsourcing. So if you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, what would it be? <laughs> I would say, what's the most difficult conversation you've ever had? Who was it with and why was it difficult? It's in the book. We don't have to answer it, but it will get asked very, very soon. I, th I think we should make you answer it. <laughs> well, you, you never know, actually. Sometimes we do throw these questions into our, yeah. our asks us anything. You never know for sure. Julie, every time we're with you, it's a joy. If it's recording our show, if it's recording your show, I just appreciate your energy so much. I mean, I can speak on behalf of the HR community that I know. I appreciate what you're doing to help us. Because I think it's incredibly necessary and needed, and it's yeah. great to hear that it has gone as well. I'm not surprised at all. I know how passionate you are about it. I know most of our listeners are probably connected with you already, but if they're not, they're going to want to now. Best way for them to reach you out there. LinkedIn. I live on LinkedIn all day, every day. So I am Julie Turney on LinkedIn. All If you type in I am Julie Turney on Google, you'll find everything that I've ever <laughs> Ever, everything about me is there we will have that in the show notes and then Wendy how about you best way for listeners to find you uh, best way is on my blog mydailyjourney.com and of course the second and fourth Sunday of each month you will find me on Twitter as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat at 7pm Eastern time how about you John once again thanks to our friends at Namely for sponsoring this episode and as for me johntherman.com for all things John Thurman and for the show hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com listen review share follow make sure you're listening to Julie's show HR Sound Off if you've not you don't have to just listen to our episodes with her listen to all of them cuz they're excellent yes. we've had some questions come up people are seeing some of the merch that we're sharing we just had our pledge drive so people have seen coasters and stickers and cool stuff we've got out yes, you can still that. you can still get eligible for it all you got to do, share your favorite episodes with the hashtag listen to HRSH and you'll get on the list. And that includes international listeners because I yes. can send this stuff pretty much anywhere unless your company or your country rather is refusing mail from us. If they're mm -hmm. not accepting mail in the U.S., that's the only thing holding us back. Yep. Otherwise, share, let us know. And if you're international, we got Julian Barbados. We've had people from all over the globe. We would love to have you yep. as part of this conversation. Reach out. Let's let's talk. Julie, a pleasure as always. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. 